This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. So my next guest is me. (laughs) Let me explain. I'm sharing with you an excerpt of a wonderful conversation I had with Luke Iorio. Luke hosts the podcast On This Walk, and he invited me to talk about audacity. This is an excerpt of some of the highlights of our conversation, where we explored moments in our journey where we found the need to be audacious in following our own paths without having that fear of being judged by the people around us. I think you're going to really enjoy this. And speaking of enjoyment, if you're listening to this, please, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It really helps other people find the podcast and learn and grow together in our community. Thanks again for listening and enjoy. Welcome once again to On This Walk. Today, I wanted to speak about the audacity to follow your own path. And so I wanted to invite two individuals on that I felt could speak to this so incredibly well. The first of which is Lisa Hopkins. Lisa is an ICF certified professional coach, energy leadership master practitioner, and core dynamic specialist. She is a dedicated lifelong learner who's been trained in positive psychology and mental fitness and continues her ongoing studies in mental health, mindfulness, and spirituality. I'll be honest, right now I feel like I'm reading some of my own background. (laughs) Well respected for her excellence as an educator in the performing arts, she remains in demand as a teacher, creative advisor, and even event curator. Lisa is a passionate creative professional with over 25 years of experience working in the performing arts industry as a director, choreographer, producer, writer, dance educator. She also hosts the very popular podcast, Stop Time and has a vision to share the power of her coaching work with the entertainment community and beyond by creating safe, mentally and spiritually healthy spaces for all those to thrive creatively and become artists in their own lives. And so if I give just that big invitation, as it were, to tell a little bit of that story from that audacious angle, I'd like to open that up for you guys and maybe Lisa, if we begin with you. Yeah, audacity is huge. And I love, I love what you talked about with the sort of juxtaposition of the two meanings, right? And two things existing at once. And I identify so, so strongly with that because in my life, I think it would be fair to say that from the outside, some people would view me as audacious. You talked about the need to be audacious. And I don't think I've ever felt the need to be audacious, but I absolutely feel that in my life, particularly as an adult person, although if we go back, I can feel it growing as a young person, right? If I look back now with the perspective I have, but to answer your question, the implication that audacious is something to break away from rather than to step into or to open up for, I think that's where I've always come from. I've remarked on when people would say, wow, you know, you're so dot, 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 fill in maverick, fill in lucky, fill in brave, fill in loud. It's so ironic to me, A, because as a young person, I never spoke until spoken to. I was absolutely an Mm -hmm. observer and I still am. But my own sense of agency, that's what I like to call it, my inner agent. It's funny, I just wrote about this 
it came to me as an opportunity saying, you can do whatever you want to do. And at 16, I received this message. And because, you know, I was 16 (laughs) and I was really into dance, I had to, you know, attach it to something. So I was like, cool. I heard the voice and I said, I will dance. And dance I did. So off I went to New York City and I pursued it. I was not the best dancer. I had no green card. I really couldn't audition for things, but I was going because I could do anything. I heard the voice loud and clear. Now in the seat that I sit in, I realized that that was what I call agency as opposed to, not as opposed to, maybe it's, and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts about how that fits into you know the other A word, right? And I realize now that the agency is with me no matter what I do. It's not what I do. I wasn't mm-hmm. bold to go to New York. I mean, Sure. I mean, someone else might say I was. I wanted to go to New York, so I went. I didn't deserve a a medal for that. I wanted to be a coach, so I trained. I studied. I learned. Still learning, still training, still studying. These are choices I make. I don't think they're audacious. I think they're open. I'd rather be a gate opener than to sort of rebel against the gatekeepers. I don't think about gatekeepers. I'm I'm my only gatekeeper. Uh, Let me ask you about two things. One is if you could just say a little bit more about having received that message. You know, what form did that take or what did that mean to you? What what did it mean to receive that message? It was visceral. It was literally just a feeling, a random feeling. I wasn't trying to do anything. I was sitting at lunch on the floor in my high school. It came to me, this memory again of, of sitting there. And I remember telling it to my students. I never knew how to explain the lesson. It was more just like, it came to me, which is, yeah, I would always sort of, as a young person, it bothered me when people said, I was just lucky, right place, right time. All these yeah. sort of platitudes about how things happen. So there was no big romantic moment or whatever. And it's almost in retrospect that I know what it is. It just felt like a clear message. I looked back at the date, like at what was happening in the world around that time as I was researching the article for myself, because I was thinking, what's the context here, right? And I was wondering and curious to know if it's around the time that John Lennon was Mm. assassinated, and it was. Mm. And I think that triggered the sort of bigger thinking about life. Even in that, I mean, you just say it's it's maybe not the big so-called cinematic or romantic moment or, or what have you, but I think maybe it's why I wanted to ask is that I hear this often enough and... I hear the other side of that in people that have written to me or side conversations or otherwise of people who felt, whether it's that message or that nudge to lean into something or to move in a certain direction, to open up into something, and they didn't lean into it Mm. because something in them did not allow them to access that agency at that time. There was something that was chipping away at them from being able to do that. And so I just want to be able to acknowledge it's not always the parting of the sea burning bush kind of moment, right? It can be sitting on the gymnasium floor when you're 16, 17 years old. If for me, it can be out, you know, hanging out with a tree because those are some of my best friends in the world. Uh, (laughs) It can be any number of things, right? And so it doesn't have to be the big moment, but it's to pay attention to what those messages are, those nudges even are, and even to just follow them to whatever degree you can open yourself up to. In the way that, that Lisa, you described it, was that because dance was already there for you, it was like, no, I, I want to go to New York. You said you attached it to dance as something I wanted to come back, you know, because that's what was present for you in the, in, at that point in your life. But it was like, once you were clear, this is where I'm going, then all of a sudden it's like the forces kind of align behind you to send you in that direction. And I guess I just am really curious. It's like, why do we have to get to that point? 
how do we bring that agency in? How do we connect to that sense of agency earlier? Because maybe we'll choose to stay. Maybe we'll choose to say, you know what, this part of our chapter of our lives isn't done yet. And I'm okay with the fact it's not right. I want to lean into it. That's okay. But it almost feels like we're waiting to really truly access that point of agency. How do you see this? It's really interesting because what really comes up for me big and strong is that there was no countering anything. There was no screw it. I'm going to do it or damn it at all. So it wasn't a moment where I woke up. It wasn't like an awakening. Yeah. I feel like in many ways, again, with my wider lens of being able to look back on myself, I just don't see it as an if then thing or a now I'm going to change or I need to have it all the time. I, I really honestly feel, and I've struggled with this ironically, not struggled. I just recognize it and know it. But even going into the coaching training, you know, that sort of, okay, let's talk about the voices in your head. Let's find your gremlin. It's not that I was so self-actualized at all, but it's just my perception, I think, of the moment always felt I trusted it, I guess. And whether that's Mm. trusting myself or trusting the moment, trust comes back again. And so people, again, ascribe it to confidence or to where did that come from? My parents used to say, oh my God, after you went to New York, I was always that confident. I maybe didn't operate in that way, or maybe there were other things at play, you know, that we need to do when we're younger. Like, and I'm not saying snuff it, because I don't need fire. I've always had fire. I certainly don't need audacity. And I think, again, it, for me, it's not a breaking away from, it's an entering into. And I think what it connects to, which is probably why I teach and I coach, is I want to share it. I want to tap into that so that others can as well. You've been listening to an excerpt of my conversation with the brilliant Luke Iorio, who has a wonderful podcast of his own called On This Walk. I recommend that you look it up. There's some really wonderful material on there, and our whole interview is there as well. And uh, thank you, Luke. I was so honored to go on this walk with you. Um, Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I am Lisa Hopkins. Stay safe and healthy, and remember to live in the moment. In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.